for the shout out podcast. <laughs> Jay and C Mac yeah. in the house. Dynamic duo. Yeah, man. This is what we do. Yeah. This is what we know. I can punch you out. I can kick you down. But if you this my podcast, you know I will knock you out. Oh, yeah. Elbow to the, to the face. Hammer punch to the head. To the head. Talking all things, fighting like a dream that never ends. Podcast number 19 in the house. Uh, we have today literally. with us. Huh? Literally. Literally in my house. Yep. Uh, I forgot some podcast gear as per normal. So we ended up at my house. So obviously with us, uh, Chris. And we have the Rashido Big Boss. Kiyoshi Mike in the house. How are you guys? Hello, you guys. How are you out there? Good. Thanks for uh, coming in too. I, this is the second time we did it. Were you podcast number four? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we had that fairly early, yeah. Greasy old podcast studio that we were in. But Maybe even earlier, like one, two. Yeah, two or three. I you might be right. Two. Jake was three, right? How much earlier can back from four can you be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's only three more options. You're right. <laughs> All right. Um, this is also our first time doing three people to a podcast, so we're hoping it works out. No, son. We got Jake. You're right. This is our second time doing three <laughs> people to a podcast. First time doing a three people with uh, our own gear. Yeah. How did it go with uh, Jake? Were you guys talking over top of each other, or did was it fine? Yeah, no, I it was totally fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure, like with those podcasts, uh, 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 fight companion, all those, you know, get a little liquor, and I'm sure we're all talking over each other then. <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah. Those are hard to listen to, right? Oh, they're brutal. Yeah, once you know they're on the liquor, turn them off. They're Is that tough. right? They're tough. <laughs> but it turns into fun. the view where everybody's talking at the same time and nobody's listening at Except all. Except they're all happy instead of mad at each other. <laughs> True. <laughs> oh boy. Um, yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, obviously, so this uh, on the weekend we had Giorgio Petrojo, Petrosian in the house in Calgary, which that alone is crazy. It was cool to see him uh, come and do a seminar. Um, now, all three of us went to the seminar on three different times. Uh, Chris, you were the first one. Anybody? Who, what did you think of the seminar? Let's start there. Uh, the seminar itself was good. It flew by. Like it only felt like it was maybe forty-five minutes. Is that right? And then all of a sudden, we were done taking photos. Um, I was trying to explain. Obviously, I went. And t- it's nice doing seminars because then you have a lesson plan the next day. Very true. <laughs> for a week. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just like it's a nice refresher. Like you said this first to me, Mike. Like. Once you hit a certain point, you're never going to learn a new technique. You can't reinvent the wheel, but there's different ways to like set it up or whatever, right? Yeah. So I didn't learn anything new, but just seeing him and how he does it. And like, then it started really <clears throat> making sense to me, like why he does it that way. Right. Seeing him do it in person. For instance, when you step and kick, like that angle he takes off, I'm like, oh, okay, like that's why he's so defensively sound. Right. He's in a position where you can't hit him. Or if you can, he just has an answer for it because right. he's in a position that he can. Right, right. You, you can now that we kind of got a little insight into him slowing things down and learning a bit. You could see how yeah. he implemented it into the, his own fight game, fight style. Yeah. And I asked you, but I'm going to ask you because you were in a different one as well than right. him, right? Yeah. Did he demonstrate orthodox? No, he was in. Oh, yes, he started orthodox all the time. Yeah. I, I didn't know he was left handed until Jay told me. Yeah. yeah, I asked everybody in the different seminars like, was he just doing that for us or? But he did, I would assume, for the majority, majority of people are, he must right? must set things up off there, eh? Or more, well, he's self but more importantly, he's just smart and good enough to recognize that, like, 
I'm sure you recognize that he taught us his southpaw game, but using the orthodox stance, step through left kick, mm-hmm. right? Switch your stance, that kind of thing. Well, and I was wondering, was he is he famous for his left leg? Or no, like is he? Is he looks pretty well rounded, but I mean, because yeah. he ninety percent of the things we did were left leg yeah. in in my seminar. I would say he's not famous for that. He's just famous for being a plus at everything, effortless mm. a plus. He he has amazing like exceptional timing on his southpaw uh, left kick. Yeah, left knee. Yeah, everything though. Like yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, but man, yeah, a plus on everything. Yeah. So yeah. fantastic. Except for getting kicked in the head. <gasps> Too soon. Oh, Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Actually, I just I was just watching the highlights. The uh, top top 10 knockouts of the year, and that was the last one. It was yeah. like, of the oh, year. Christ, decade. Maybe ever, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and I, actually, I just had finished watching Sidichai just before that. And I'm like, oh, man, he is slick. Hey? Yeah, oh. so slick. Anyways, so we'll slick. get to that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what did you think? of? Uh, so for those who don't know, Giorgio Petrosian is, is, it's not even arguable. He's the best kickboxer of all time. Uh, I would hope if you're, sorry to interrupt you, but I would hope if you're listening to this, you would know who he is. I would hope. Come on. I would hope. But I also saw kids with in karate and blue belts last night put on sparring gear for the first time and they had the gloves on the wrong hands and just flipped them back and forth so don't don't put it past people that they should know well and quite frankly the people in in my seminar didn't know very much about him and and to be honest not i didn't i don't know a huge about either so i think it wouldn't be a bad idea for like even right now explaining some of his accolades some of the things he's won some of the things he's done uh, like you say, he's a southpaw, but he'll fight both ways, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because I didn't know an awful lot about him. And he's, I got the impression that he's not, you know, the kind of guy who's going to brag on himself anyways. Plus, mm-hmm. his English wasn't good enough to to do that, right? Like, right. he probably only said a handful of words during the whole day. Yeah. It was just, do this, step this way, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you, got, if you got a nod or a yes, you, did, you felt good about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, if wow. he corrected you, like, no. But at the same time, like... Sweet. Is that going to take time to help me? Trevor and I were hitting, and we're doing pretty good, this one combo. I don't remember what it was, but back and forth and feeling pretty good about ourselves. And sure enough, as soon as he walks over, we both, you know, poke ourselves in the eye and fall down. It's like, damn it. No, just wait. (laughs) So for those who don't know, uh, Giorgio, the Dr. Petrosian, uh, obviously uh, Armenian-Italian. He fought anywhere from bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight, uh, welterweight, middleweight now. Uh, he has fought Muay Thai, mostly kickboxing, but check this out. Uh, 104 wins and three losses. Ooh. That is insane. <laughs> and and that's not a padded record. He's fought everybody. Like He has fought everybody. And knocked out most of, you know, like, uh, insane. Um, 41 knockouts. <coughs> that's, a, that's a lot of headaches. Sure. God. Like, so we just recently saw him take a loss. The one before that was Andy Risty a few years ago. So... That one was six years ago. Okay. A student came to me with this fact uh, the day after the seminar or the next class. Six years since he got stopped by Andy Risty, and it was seven years before that. So seven years prior to the Andy Risty knockout was his last loss. So this guy loses approximately once every six to seven years. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, that's ridiculous. Sorry, cat. You got to go, kitty. You're eating my face. <laughs> Tuna. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean that that gives you an idea uh, of who we're talking about, and he's just known for just poetry in motion. I mean, it doesn't look like he breaks a sweat, smashing people. His range is perfect, his distance is perfect. I mean, uh, he he's pretty to watch, and just uh, 
yeah, it was cool. It was cool to have someone like that sit in my back seat. Like the best kickboxer of all times in my car. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. As yeah. <laughs> <was> a fanboy. <laughs> the one thing I really appreciate about him too is he does it in a Muay Thai stance. He does everything but elbow. Right. He right. can even get in the clinch and pull off nice hip sweeps yep. and like. Yeah, you're right. Trips. Yeah, he's a Muay Thai man. You know, he bounces well. on his front leg. Yeah. It's proper. Yeah, what a pleasure. It's yeah. proper. So it was obviously a big deal. It was cool to see. Uh, I had a great experience. I had dudes like Trevor Smanich uh, in my group as well, uh, Jake Peacock. Um, oh, you had some, yeah, some big decent, Calgary some, names you know, around some it. mediocre people out there in my group. Uh, I easily was the best. But, uh, you know, obviously. It is what it is. <laughs> uh, there wasn't, uh, ours was different. Ours was, uh, I'd say, more students. And I consider myself a student, at, you know, yeah. for that game. Yeah, our, our student, I, yeah. A lot more. A, a few uh, recognizable faces from the Calgary scene and stuff, but a lot of uh, people that were coming out to support. Yeah. And he did four, four, four yeah. sessions. Yeah. And it was, I don't know about yours, but it was pretty packed in ours. Yep. Yes, yeah. you, you were you were elbow to elbow. You threw a couple combos and had to look where you were. Someone was close to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was there was definitely an age discrepancy between me and Trevor and the guys beside us. Not to it was one of your young guys from Acadia. I think it took me a while to figure it out. Uh, he's got the uh, brown Hayabusa gloves. Uh, tattoo, yeah, Tim. Oh my God, those two kids were smashing the hell out of each other. I don't, I don't know. Tim. I think it was the other guy who started it, and Tim just went, "You know what? If I'm going to get smashed, I might as well smash back." Sweet, but I good. mean, me and Trevor would go pop, 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 and then we'd look over and be, yeah. Oh my uh, God, boys! Remember, two hours, <laughs> two hours, two hours. Right. <laughs> that was the other thing. It was the first time. We thought maybe he was just warming us up or something. It was like, okay, do this combo. And it was, you know, it was nice, easy combo, whatever. Punch, punch, step off, kick. And then, I don't know, he went for coffee or something. About 15 minutes later, me and Trevor <laughs> looking at my watches like, ah, uh, my arms are starting to get sore. Or would, are we going to do... My ADD would kick in so hard, I would legit forget the combo. Oh. Like, I'm doing it forever. You're like, uh, do I jab or kick or backflip? Or... Yes. What's the first move again? <laughs> the longest, one. Yeah, longest stretch we had was close to 20 minutes. You. But I was in a group of three, so I got a couple uh, of seconds break. Or, <laughs> second break. You better have that combo then. Um, so awesome. Anyway, thanks for Kieran for setting that up. Pretty pretty cool to have something like that uh, come into roll into our town. I get to drive thirty minutes to train with the best kickboxer of all time. Pretty mm. sweet deal. Yeah, and it sounds like he's got a couple more in the mm. pipeline. Hey. Yes. Mm. Yes. I I I know of a few. I it's just not my story to tell. I'll, I'll see. To be honest, sure. I'll see if I can break any on the next one. And if so, then we'll do one tomorrow. Uh, just kidding. Um, also, uh, before we kind of get into some fights, so that was on the weekend. That's what happened last weekend. But kind of some things going on this week, at least in Canada, is this gigantic truck convoy that's happening. Right. And it has caught all of our attention. Sure. All of our attention. Actually, Canada. I saw last night if that about uh, 500 trucks from America were at the border waiting to join up with it. Already at the border. Yeah, yeah, they were sitting awesome. there waiting to come in. I'm also reading now, who knows how much is real, but, but you know, I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, I'm also reading that around the world, um, people were making fun of people in Slovakia and Brazil driving trucks with Canada flags. Like, what are you, you going to do? Good luck making it to Canada. I go, no, no, no. They're parking in front of the embassies all around the world. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Australia just is, uh, started their own... Uh, driving across the country. Did you see that? I just did, yeah. And, it, and they credit, you know, the Canadian uh, idea. Awesome. What was interesting last night, actually my wife read it to me because on the news, they're hammering on this GoFundMe, right? Because yep. it's over 5 million bucks now. Did you? Yes. And well, and a lot of uh, like in the news outlets and the media are saying, you know, they're put the GoFundMe is going to shut it down because they think it's going to go towards terrorist yep. activities and this and that and the other. And actually a trucker came on and said, 
Listen, I know this is what's being said in the media, but that's just their spin. Yep. And he and he listed all the things. He said, if you want, the reason they're raising money is to help pay for uh, truckers who have lost income or lost loads or whatever. You have to, there's an accountant and a tax lawyer who is running it. And you have to sign up and give your info, information and credentials. And then you have to show how much money you've lost or how many uh, runs you couldn't make or this, that, and the other. And then you can be reimbursed that amount of money. Okay. And yeah, then once, if there's any money left over, they're going to donate it to the Veterans uh, Society oh, of Canada. Right. So, I mean, this is what he, well, he was, he that? was choked about this because he's like, we're, listen, we try to set this thing up and do good things here and have legitimate reasons. And there, and the news is out there saying that we're thinking about funding terrorist activities. It's like, Man, they can sure put a spin on it however they want, hey? Yeah, it's so yeah, crazy how quick it went to terrorists. Yeah, like, those, those people who have the cameras. That word gets thrown around so much. Lately. It sure does hey, now, like, eh? It's pretty common. It's, yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, I, um, for me, you know, it's, I, I know it's so polarizing right now, vaxxed, unvaxxed, whatever, mandate, not mandate, I don't know, I, I don't, whatever. But while, while, while you look around the, the rest of the world, like, and not that it matters if it, if it doesn't matter to you, it doesn't matter to you, but it does to me, but we're kind of laughed at. Like we talk about Australia, like what, look what they're doing there. But everyone's like, well, that's you guys too. And it's like, yeah. Hey, oh yeah. But we the, don't know that. The States says whenever I see a report from down there, they're like, oh my God, look what's happening in Canada. Lockdowns. Well, especially in Quebec. Like, well, like come on. 10 PM curfew. curfew yeah. is crazy. Where is not, the logic in it's that? It's not going away like they're still they still have it we, it's not top of the news right now so we don't think about it but it's it's still happening yeah so so for me it's it's and, and listen i mean I, I don't know where you're from but where i'm from we get to make decisions for ourselves and that's just i guess I, I was lucky enough to be born on this patch of earth to make that to be to live like that and i hold that dear as we all do and um while it's just been so dark and gloom for the last few years if anything it's nice to see hope and unity and love and pride again of our own country because I don't have a lot before this week of sort of proud of my country and what's been going on. And Well, it's interesting you say that because we were raised to believe that we have, you know, freedom of choice and stuff in Canada. It's one of the... But when something like this happens, it's pretty interesting. I, and whether you agree or not with... Uh, uh, the sentiment of people who don't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason, that isn't what the truckers, that isn't what this is about. Right. They, they actually said most of the truckers who are in the convoy are vaccinated. That's not their, that's not their point. Their point is you shouldn't, a government or whoever shouldn't be able to make a law that says you have, you are compelled to do this. Right. Not, not that we really wish you would. You are, this is against the law to not do this. So now all of a sudden it's, do we live in this country where we have freedom of choice? I don't know. Like everybody believes that. Well, no. But if they can it's just pass clear, a law, right? Very clear. No, you shut down my business more than once. And so there's a very small group of people who are unvaccinated. It's actually down under ten percent now in Alberta. Yeah. It's like there's ninety point something percent have a vaccine in Alberta. And that's the best you can get. I think so. Yeah. But I mean, so that's a very small percentage of people so if, if you have a referendum and say should we do this well obviously they're going to lose but that's not what this is about this is this is about mandates like should not should we be vaccinated or not it's should we be compelled to do something whether we you know whether you want to or not 
like have to wear masks everywhere you go. Yeah, I mean, if they had a vote on that right now, see ya <clears throat> for sure. So then that asks that asks that begs the question: in a democracy, if one small group of powerful people can make the rules, well, that word doesn't mean anything anymore. In a democracy. That's not true anymore. That's right, and um, I don't I don't blame any government that would walk through the last two years perfectly. I mean, hell, you're just people like us. But um, from my point of view, um, it's been cringeworthy to watch what my local and federal and provincial government has done with this. It's been cringeworthy at best. So I don't have a lot of confidence. Didn't, don't, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. But this has brought confidence back in my country, in my people, and, you know, like... It's cool to see. Like it's sure interesting. Um, we're coming together with the government wanting the opposite effect. Oh yeah, you know, uh, like worldwide. Like if if you follow any social media, like worldwide, this is this is new, newsworthy right now. Right. And we always look at other countries and what they're doing. It's cool that it's our country. Yep. You know, taking that step ahead. I really like that. You know, if and I was I was pleased to see that England has has started preparations to say, okay, we believe we're on the right track. We're going to power down all the restrictions. Awesome. Yeah. It's, cool. and, and yeah, and, and I, um, don't forget about your vaccine status or anything. You can't, whether, whether you agree with it or not, you, you got to admit, it just feels nice to see people come together for the right reasons. Sure. Right. What there's, if there's anything that we're not divided on right now, it's this funny convoy thing. That's, that's the forefront. That's taking away all the division that we get to watch every day. It's nice. It's interesting. They're pulling into Ottawa right now. Love it. But one thing I find funny about the convoy is, and I was thinking about this the other day, and then the next day, of course, it's all over social media, but all the photos and videos, like at-home videos that people are taking, there's not a ton of trucks. No. Nope. a lot of civilian Old vehicles. Others, yes, yes. Support, you know, support vehicles kind of Which, thing. you know, rally the troops. Yep. They're yep. all getting yeah, together. Like, I think the truckers start the like anything like that has to start with a, a catalyst. Yeah. So yeah. this is a, a thing that's happened, and then people can rally around. Like for a while, there people everyone was saying, "Well, let's just, you know, your business is being affected. Let's just not do that. Let's just run our business like normal." It's like, okay, but we're one person. We're one school. Yeah. If we go out and stand and yell and scream, bye, well, Mrs. Bryant, bye. <laughs> then you know we're we're going to get shut down so fast and we've accomplished nothing we we For got ourselves. out to the public we we didn't get out to the public we didn't get any right. notoriety we didn't change any we all we did in the foot. right all we did was get <laughs> smacked and now we don't have a business anymore right you guys are like this uh i watched uh an instagram person i follow their story they took off to Ottawa and oh. they're driving by the capital and there's like shout out to you Devin there's big old farmer uh tractors and like making it up from Letterkenny <laughs> Not, oh nice <laughs> <laughs> you know excellent just that's hilarious I that's, just binge watched that yeah. entire series <laughs> it's pretty funny um yeah, either way, I mean, shit, if any, if anything, at least I have something interesting to pay attention to for the next one. Sure. And I, and I hope they don't, like, there's some, well, and again, it's the media. How much is true? How much is not? I don't know. But they're, the media is reporting that there's a group that is, uh, wants it to be like the American January 6th, you know, rioting, takeover, burn things. It's like, I don't, 
A, I don't really believe that Canadians are doing that. And B, how much is that spin that they want us, you know, want us to hear. But I, I... I hope it doesn't turn violent and turn all that stuff because then you then you lose the point of what right, you're trying right. to do. The story becomes the violence instead of right. the reason you did it in the first place. I thought they should. I told my dad this. I thought they should take their trucks and wrap, make a, a line, park back to back around the Capitol building and then just get out and walk away for about a week or so. Yep. Don't let anybody in. Don't let anybody out. That you know, You're going to cause some serious pain in the butt. Yep. I actually ended up in the convoy totally by accident where I was going to Costco and we pull out on the road and we're like, what is going on? There's flags everywhere. It's Canada Day. 60. I'm like, what is (laughs) going on? So I, and I needed to turn right. So I merged into the line and finally I realized, oh, this is the convoy. (laughs) Two minutes later, I merge out and go to Costco. But (laughs) hey, I was in there. Quickly going We're going like, to Ottawa, baby. Damn traffic to like, oh yay, go guys. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, bottom line is, I'm proud to see what my country's doing. Keep it up, love it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's move on here. So we had some some awesome fights this morning. Uh, One FC. Uh, again, if you guys don't watch, uh, it's on YouTube. Usually Friday, well, always Friday mornings. Just the dates, you know, obviously change. Uh, first fight, let's talk about, uh, so we had a late replacement. I know we talked about this, or uh, the last one? No, no, or with me and Justin Parsons, I think. Uh, we touched on it too, but. That Gregorian. Unfortunately. Right. Murat Gregorian got the vid and uh, uh, had to get pulled out. So it was Chingiz Alizov versus Smoking Joanna. Okay, before we go on, that was, he's a replacement fighter. Smoking Joe, yes. Yes, Smoking Joe like, is. By, by a week, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. And but he looked a little smaller, no? A little bit, yeah. Chingiz is actually fairly tall. Yeah, but he just looked a little underpowered. But yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can't keep up with Chingiz. That guy sets a pace. He's yeah. like Blitzkrieg. Yeah, and you can tell he looks doesn't mind fighting. Look at his nose. Sorry, what was his? <laughs> what's the other fellow's name again? Chingiz Alazov. The other one. Smoking, Smoking Joe. Joe. Oh, another what? He, he um, you could see he was coming out sort of like... Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll test the waters. We'll get the fight going. And it's like, nope, none of that. Smash, smash, <laughs> no. smash. You could see like, whoa, okay. We're yeah. in the deep end right now. But that's how you have to fight tournaments. Yeah. Really, right? Yeah, three-round fights. Three-round fights, kickboxing rules. It's not a one-nighter, but still get it over with. Yeah. You're going right back into training, so. Right. And that's yeah. how you're going to catch the Muay Thai, man. They, they always yeah. slow. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I saw is like midway through the round is he was still kind of like tapping his foot and throwing out a light teep and stuff. It was like, right. no, none of that. Right. It was just smash, bang, smash, coming straight down the pipe. He was strong. Sure he looked was. strong, man. And yeah. you know, he clearly prepared for Marat Gregorian. And after watching him dismantle Nuttawat, I was like, we really missed out on that fight. Yeah, man. That would have been something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... But what I was, <clears throat> sorry, what we're getting to was Joe Nottawatt fought, I don't know, close to a month ago, yeah, yeah, long ago as a replacement fighter for this tournament, and he obviously won. But the other reserve fight happened on the undercard of this. The guy with the David ad or whatever with the haircut. Oh, yeah. Davidus Rikus or something? Uh, I can't remember. Sure, yeah. yeah uh, Remus Rikus, yeah. <laughs> yeah what a wild-looking style. But the first time he threw that high roundos kick, I went, oh, maybe I discounted him a little too early. That was a hard, fast kick. But here's my thing. Everything that you're doing, which is good when you're firing, can't you do that with your hands up? Sure. (laughs) 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 At some point, it's not really showmanship anymore. It's it's your style, I Uh, guess. 
I mean, it was only a matter of time till the big Russians smashed him one good right. one. I mean, he wasn't very interesting to watch, but I bet those punches hurt. You got something to say, Chris? Well, I'm just saying he's like... That silly haircut got waved in the wind when he got <laughs> slapped with a hook. Like, oh, yeah. That I hope that was Jeez. on purpose. <laughs> like, homage to uh, the Three Stooges or something. I oh, don't know. It's terrible. Yeah. And you, Chris was saying he just does crazy shit training. Sure. Like, I can see it. Clearly. He, yeah. I was telling Jason last time, I saw him doing a muscle up, you know, but jumping up past the bar, doing a jab cross on a guy sitting up top and then catching himself into another one. Oh, Jesus. Like, um, I mean, yeah, he's a pretty on. good athlete. Um, yeah. He can obviously kick and punch. Like, yeah. it, it, And he was 8-0, so, yeah. you know, I don't know who he fought, but, I mean, he was obviously catching people completely unaware because that first kick was like, oh, if you weren't prepared for that, you'd go to sleep on yeah. that one. Um, and the guy he fought, I've never heard of that guy at all, but his hands, holy Good God. Yeah, they were thunderous. Right away when he threw a quick combo, I was like, oh my goodness, like this guy can crack. So For big men too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a Oh no, they were they no, weren't the big one. guys. Yeah, the, yeah. They were about 170? 71 50, 70 kilos. That's 70 right, kilos? Yeah. 155. Yeah. 155. yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> I'm just so happy to see that. <laughs> hey man, Eastern Block fellers hit hard. They sure as hell do. Sure man. Seems like it, eh? They, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of raid, Opechich. Yeah. Opechich. That heavyweight fight. The big one. Yeah. That guy. They. I. They were trying to, to put it to me in centimeters. It took me a long time to figure it out. He yeah. was six foot six, six foot seven. Yeah. Yeah. Two hundred and twenty-five, and that's what he weighed in that. So right. who knows what? But the other guy wasn't much smaller than no, him. No, he was huge. But yeah. yeah, he and but they threw hands like. Middleweights, yeah. they were fast. Yeah, that other guy that lost was He's awesome too. Spinning hook kick, yeah, yeah. Like he he threw some really good jumping knees for a guy who was considerably fellas. bigger than yeah he should be. And we talked about Opechich a few podcasts ago. Yeah, what do you think of him? I think he's awesome. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't know if that one heavyweight division is up to snuff with Glory. Yeah, I don't think so either. But that guy's pretty good. I like to see him compete with. Yeah, where, where does he Anybody? go? Let, let's say kickboxing. Uh, he's got, in my opinion, going to have to be outside of one. Uh, first of all, I just was super impressed at how educated he was with his lead hand, like digging to the body. Uh, nice yeah, to, some very smart left for heavy hooks to the yeah, body. Yeah, you just yeah. don't often see that from actually. He dropped him with a left hook that yep. first that first drop. I mean, he might have been a little beat up already, but yep. he went down for eight count there. Beautiful technique as well, like and then followed up with a jumping knee. Yeah. Just, yeah, technique of a middleweight moves like a middleweight. You just yeah. don't see that very much. No. And the guy he fought was good, too. He had good, good solid sure. hands. But sure. Man, you, you can just tell after the first 30 seconds just kind of how the fight's going to go. The feet aren't underneath you. Joe Nuttabout was the same. His feet just weren't there. And mm-hmm. Threw that wild right hook from the stands. You know that missed? <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was after he got blasted with that teep, right? He got up. He was like, you yeah. mother. Oh, right. You yeah, he got like, sat like, down with the teep, right? <laughs> yeah, he probably wasn't happy about He's that. But he did get... send his head to the moon. He did get sat down. That was a pretty good shot. Yeah, yeah, sure was. Um, I, I don't know Opacic, but you'd like to think that hopefully in the near future, I don't know, but maybe somewhere like Batterhari, Rico Verhoeven has got to be somewhere on the radar. Well, I was thinking even, um, was, was that light heavyweight or heavyweight? I think it was heavyweight. Uh, what about that Indian feller? That's half, yeah, half Canadian. That's MMA though. Crossover. Let's see some DJ Rod Tank stuff. I think that's going to be an interesting one, eh? They they hyped that up pretty good. 
Oh, well, they, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do keeps it. Keeps but... pushing. Um, geez. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Jason's not a fan of that at all. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like mixed fights. I, I think there's enough fights out there for both those guys. That freak fights are stupid. If you're gonna do it, do it in Japan on New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> on New Year's Eve in Japan. Uh, Bob Sap. Where was it in uh, Ukraine? Where the guy fought the girl? Well, that didn't. Uh, that didn't go over so well in the it social went, media. Uh, hey, about as well as expected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. In the social media world, it didn't uh, work out so good. Jeez. Of course. Why would you? Yeah. And you know, we we have our friend in in. And just cultures. We have our friend, obviously, in Uganda, and he wondered that. Like, uh, I forget who who was fighting. It was a female, and he was like, "Well, maybe it was Katie Taylor boxing." Well, why don't we have a guy fighter? Like, yeah, we don't. It doesn't really work like that here, you know, for the obvious reasons. But it's just funny to hear, just without any cultural malice. But he's just like, "But if she's so strong, make her fight weak dudes." Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I hear you, but it it that we just that just doesn't really fly here. Matter of fact, it flies way less here than it ever did. Sure. Like it just, just doesn't fly. It's happening in other sports right now, and it's, there's, I think there's some real big backlash coming. Finally. Yeah. Finally. Um, yeah, I'm here. It's like... <laughs> there's some head shaking over on yeah. the left side of the table. Uh, Keep it on the one fight card. <laughs> yeah. David Kiria versus uh, Sitichai, Sit Song Pinong. Sitichai has on. his number. I'm, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm looking into it, but poor... I'm over-exaggerating. Poor Kiria is just standing there waiting for his turn. Like, oh, boy, here we go. Like, you could tell he was breathing. Like, man, he got Su- Surprisingly enough, he didn't get all marked up and stuff. He yeah. looked fine at the end of the fight. Yeah. And, you know, I watched it. I, I kind of rewinded and watched it a few times, some of the combos and some of the exchanges. Because he, he threw some decent hands. Yep. He did catch Sidrachai a few times with left hooks and stuff. But, uh, I mean, it was like hitting a wall. Yeah. But his kicks, he... Sidichai made him miss 90% of them. Yeah. I, I, he was just the perfect distance away where he could just shift his knee back and the kick would miss. It wasn't even close. Like he didn't even, I don't know if he got a, a decent leg kick in there. Yeah. I yeah. saw one punch be land on Sidichai, yeah. I think. His ability to keep him at his distance was so yeah. insane. Every time Kira tried to step in, he was eating a jab or a teep mm. or a body kick. His micro motions are awesome. And yeah, his little shift side to side, little fakes, every time he went like, kind of like a boxing, you know, routing back and forth, Kira was like, oh shit, something's big coming. Mm. Yeah. But and man, just had him stuck. And and Kira, I always cheer for him because he, he always just looks like he needs a hug. I'm sure that's not the case. He's <laughs> tough as nails, but he's so quiet. He doesn't say anything. He's not on social media, you know, like he's, and he just gets nothing but the hardest as hell fights. Is that right? Oh, poor guy. <laughs> hey, they all do. Wars. Yeah, that's true. They all fight each other. You're right. right but. He's a bad man himself. But another thing that I noticed that we always talk about Sidichai's legs. I don't know if it's because he's wearing those new shorts or whatever, but like his arms are crazy long too. Mm. He did have a considerable advantage on Kyria. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like his he's guard was like his elbows were out. Like, <laughs> right. So he could just bopped him. Right. I, 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 when I first watched it, I, I rewound it again. Same sort of thing and watched it again. His hands, kicks too, and knees. One of the things he really did I, that I liked is he put his hands to knees. Yeah. Several times yeah, he, he rolled so them together. Good. That that was unstoppable. But I mean, I was watching his punches because you know Thais aren't necessarily known for their punching. Yep. You know, uh, uh, perfection, right? They'll yep. hit you in the face, but it doesn't necessarily look like a boxing punch. But his did. 
they came out, not only were they accurate and clean punches, but they snapped. So it was a really nice combination of, you could see they had power, but there was a snap at the end, which a lot of the other guys didn't have. Either they were pushing their punches, which don't get me wrong, still sucks, but, or they were snapping so fast that it, you know, you're throwing jabs out. Right. And you're, you can eat them. And set up shots. Yeah. yeah. There, there was none of that. Every shot looked like it was the end of a crack of a right. whip. A and it just like, punch, ouch, right? ouch. You can't ouch, just, ouch. yeah, it's still Sitchai. He was the king of glory. He's a bad, bad dude. Yeah. How old Except is he now? He's 30. Hmm. So still physical prime coming up. Yeah. yeah. But you've been doing that for so long. I feel sure. like he's, he's still at the top what? of his game. He's getting better. It looks like. Is that right? I don't know many cases of... If you've been fighting for so long like that... Like, for instance, Bokau is what now? 36 or something? Yeah, so, yeah up there. Yeah, 36 there. So you know, 38 somewhere. Around there. You can't stay at that level forever. No. No, I'm familiar. Well, <laughs> he's he's a bad dude. But I think Superbond has his number. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Sidichai? Yeah. Even though he, he lost last time? I keep, I'm thinking Tawanchai. You're thinking Tawanchai. Jeez, I keep doing that, yeah. Yeah, Superbond beat him, and then Superbond's beat him before. Is that another... right? That, that's interesting right. because he, I mean, maybe it was uh, that Kiryu was just a little too short for him, but he couldn't touch him. Like, no. he, he didn't, I don't think he had, would have many marks on his body at all, many bruises. Like, he he went through a, what, a 10-minute fight and didn't really have yeah. any yeah. damage. Yeah, exactly. Like he, yeah, like I said, he just kept him busy. He did not stop doing something. He never gave Kiri a chance to. Yeah. Yeah, did great, smart, so smart. There was a couple of left kicks there that that, that, that <sighs> were like, oh, that would have put down most people. Yeah. Actually, Kiri took some hard left kicks yes. to the head Jesus. and just oh, ate he... him on the wrist and went, kept going. Oh, he got dropped by that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. oh, right at the end. That's Pretend, right. Like, you can make an argument for a slip. That's true. But, um, but he didn't have his hand up for that one. He did get hit in the face. Most could tell him getting wound up. My watch just told me I got a stress <laughs> thing. You need to. <laughs> Bring your heart rate down for it. <laughs> Stupid Garmin. Uh, but, you know, he's having fun and he's like feeling himself when he just starts jump, tornado, whatever kicks. Oh, yeah. Like, sure. You don't see that. Hey, that was good. At the yeah. end, just uh, like I think he recognized that he had won 99% of the fight. So yeah. let's have some fun. Try something. I, uh, and, and I mean, Kiria got stopped with that that body cross knee to the gut. Um, in glory. Yeah, in glory from Sidichai. Ah. Yeah, at no point up until even you know before the, this last fight here, and obviously including it now that we know, has Kyria even come close to like having any momentum on his side? Like mm. I give that guy so much just for like you know you got to go fight that guy. Keep coming back. You, you right? know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Right. And you he, get you know. I was back. go ahead. I was watching for Sidichai's. I wonder if he was gonna go back to it because he yeah. knows he can do it. But he only threw like two body shots. Yep. yep. He kept everything nice and long and. Yeah, great. a couple of those kick. knees look pretty violent though oh, it's, it's, so is it getting in this world is it getting to be sort of like um k1 was back in the day like where they sort of basically just fight each other well, again and again yeah. and again but here's the problem for the most part all these guys are getting on in their years and sure. they've all fought each other a hundred times right so but yeah i mean that but i guess that was all those guys too right like yeah, yeah it's absolutely. Nice they, they, Peter Arts and, and Mike Bernardo and stuff like that. They just every every whatever two or three months, like sign up for the next one. See if we Didn't can't take two months ago. Somebody. I don't even remember my own name. Yeah, name. well, and that might be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Peter. Uh, yeah, my we fought Peter. a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so that so that leaves in the finals. Then is Sidichai versus Chingiz Alizov. 
Sweet baby Jesus. Man, that's going to be so good. Yeah. And then the winner of that fight, Superbon, and then Murat comes back and he says, bitch, I want a piece. Yeah, I agree. And then we're going to have a bunch of great fights lined up after. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I agree. So, Alizov versus, uh, Kiri- uh, I'm sorry, Sidichai. Who you got? Sidichai. Yeah, you're a big fan of him, eh? Big fan, but also I think he's got the experience. He knows how to deal with that. That pressure? Sinjin has fought everybody too, man. True. Very true. Right? Like, yeah. I agree. I take Sinjin for sure. Decision. What do you, what do you think, Mike? Um, that's the guy with the beard who is pressure, yep. pressure. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. That's a good question. If he can rock him once, but I didn't see any... any. Um, it's hard to hit. Yeah. Like, I didn't see any ability for someone to, to hit him. Like, even when I saw Kiri hit him a couple of good ones that, that would have, you'd think would have stung him, made him step back, think twice. No, yeah. just stood right there and went, good one. Bang, 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 bang. Right. Hit you seven times back. So, I don't know. Like, it, short of getting rocked hard, it's going to be hard to deal with that guy. He's, he's going to make you miss and he's going to hit you every yeah. time. Now, is this going to be a five round fight? Because it's a Oh, interesting. Not, hey? Because they'll make the championship title fight the five round fight i've assumed but, but they'll be fighting for a belt okay they'll get a tournament belt out of it well, so it could be five, five rounds. rounds i'm way more confident saying i said a giant we'd have to go on the googler and see if yeah the last tournament that petrosian won was a five rounder at the end I, I can't i can't recall though anybody fighting as rabidly and for the right reasons against Sidichai as what i assume alizov is going to what about like tafe and Ozcan? he's crazy True. hurricane dude yeah that's true took him out last but i i also but i also feel like tafin is i hate like not as good not as made of stone mm. like i don't, I don't say softer that's not the right word <laughs> but, i didn't see any soft people on that card <laughs> right right but alazov like like it looks like he should fight that style like you can't like gregorian too you can't push him back you're not going to be able to stumble him like is he russian alazov yeah uh I'm just flat I, up I listened to his uh, after Georgian, and yeah, he had two flags. Right. I just caught Georgia, and I didn't catch okay. the other one. Okay. So, so from that Eastern block, block of yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a good word for them. Block, block yeah. of stone, yeah. block of granite. <laughs> I love them, man. I, I'm gonna say Sidichai, but I kind of want Alzov to win. He's just, pretty, pretty wild. He's pretty exciting. Well. And everybody assumes it would be Sidichai that would win the whole thing. Here's why I would want him to win, Alizov to win, so I could see Alizov Superbon. I've seen Superbon. Um, Sidichai. Sidichai. Right, that's Game. true. Someone new. Their paths will cross, though. So, yeah. sure. so perhaps we should put a uh, Slurpee bet on it then. Oh, I do. Okay. Huh? I like that. Sidichai versus. Alizov? I need to know if it's five or three rounds first. Okay. Slurpees aren't cheap, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> five rounds, Sidichai for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. He'll figure them out. Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right. <laughs> Good lord! Now uh, the other one too. I'm a. I could be wrong, and I just assume this guy's on some kind of substances. But Jared Brooks, the Monkey God. Yeah, he was toughing. That was a beatdown. Not only is it a beatdown, but dude, take a goddamn pill. Like he is way, just way too wound up. Relax, guy. Like, it works for him, clearly. Obviously, but I, I would hate... He reminds me of like, uh, the uh, Tasmanian Devil. Like, just just a crazy, but he trains out of Michigan. Like, like I've never even heard of this guy until like his last fight, basically. But just calling people out gives people... He's he's respectful before or no, after the fight, but man, he... 
he lays it on thick. But sure. Shoot your shot. Jeez, the, the Japanese kid did. He he didn't. He couldn't stop the shot, the takedown. Yeah. And then once you know, then it's. I mean, you get a wrestler on top of you. They know yeah. that's their whole world to lay on you. So you're you're gonna have a real tough time. But it, it's, he just can keep that pace. The yeah. guy was just on him. Yeah. Right. But yeah, like his whole intensity is like he brings that exact same attitude into the ring. Like just it works for you, I guess. <laughs> sure. Man. He is winning. What a um, Do you ever fight in the UFC? Or is he working? Know. Is he working his way up to two. it? Eighteen yeah. and two. Is he's got to. He's got to be. Got to be thinking he could get in there sometime. Maybe, um, shit, maybe with a cool nickname like that and wrecking dudes over there, maybe he'll get paid more than one. Maybe stay over there. Maybe. I'm surprised he didn't get dished to fifty. That's true. A fifty thousand dollar bonus because that was pretty friggin' awesome. Yeah, that's true. Just mauled that guy. Yeah, he did for three rounds. Um, yeah. The other Japanese fighter, that fight was pretty fun to watch. Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, what was it Wada and? Yeah. His name Wada? Yeah, Kata? I think it's a Chinese guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Japan versus China. Yeah. So is that, and those guys literally looked like they someone chiseled them, yeah. like, like uh, Da Vinci chiseled them out of stone and then threw them in the ring. I wasn't up early enough for that one. I just watched the highlights. Well, I watched, I watched the fights, but I fast-forwarded through most of it. But man, they were... It was actually a really interesting classic style of uh, a really good grappler versus a really good striker. Okay. And uh, so the, the grappler got him right away. For the first round, but then sort of powered out, couldn't get him back down in the second round, so he got lit up, but then he got him back down again. So. Yeah. So what do you guys prefer overall? Do you prefer UFC or 1FC? Well, 1FC because they have kickboxing yeah, and Muay Thai. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me too, I'm biased. I haven't, um, I haven't seen a ton of the MMA style in one before, mm-hmm. but it was, I mean, the matchups were interesting. Speaking of which, never even heard of that Mongolian kid, but he was awesome. Did you yeah, see that? Yeah. I, at first... And he even said they they uh, interviewed him and he said, "Well, I'm I'm kind of like not in English, obviously, sure. but I'm kind of nervous because you know, look at all the lights and there's people everywhere. You could see like he was wandering in from the you know herding the goats and then straight yeah. into the ring. He, and for the first two minutes, he did nothing. Yeah. Like he bounced and danced and kind of jabbed a little and like you could see him kind of being starstruck. Yeah. And then when he landed a couple shots, he went, oh." Oh, I see. And then from then on, it was he was going Not to town, it. beat, beat, beat. It yeah. was pretty interesting. Uh, and then there was that, uh, I'm sure you guys saw it, that MMA fight that lasted about 30 seconds. And right when Shivala was like, oh, these guys are tentative. Ping, pow, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> he was just in the middle of saying, yeah. well, they're not really doing bang, bang, bang. Never mind, yeah. never and, mind. <laughs> and uh, it was so fast that the first one knocked him out and the two landed while he was on his way down. Like, oh, man. Yeah. It was a counter left hook and just spun his head sideways and then he got so hit with another beautiful. right. His leg went out from under him. Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty wild. I do like um, one FC MMA rules. They can knee when they're down. Ah, man, like Monkey a, God was doing those hate. jump knees yeah, on the yeah. ground. That makes yeah. a big difference. Yeah, crazy. I, you know, I, I love the production of the UFC more. Um, sure. But obviously the kickboxing Muay Thai, there's, there is no organization on the planet that you're going to get. That, that is the premier. I cannot stand the other guy opposite Chevello. Oh yeah. Dude, did Ch- dragon chills. Did, did they fight today? But they, they seem to not like each other. Hey? Did they get in a bicker today? They do every time. They, oh, they like, well, I disagree. Well, I saw this. Well, I, I didn't see that. I did. Oh, I did laugh when I heard the one. He goes, uh, did we agree on something? It was actually the Japanese and the, in the Chinese guy fighting. And, uh, he's the one guy said, uh, yeah, the Japanese fighters uh, definitely outstriking him. The other guy goes, "You think he's outstriking him? <laughs> like he just the tone? 
But that happens every podcast or every every broadcast. He's like, well, don't you? Like, goddamn, are you guys married? He's <laughs> awful. Mitch Chilson? Something like that, yeah. What, what, what? Is that the British guy or, uh, or the, the no. other guy? Dragon. Yeah, Dragon. Dragon, yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about I, I, I him. I laughed pretty hard when I heard that. Just the way they talk to you each other. You just don't like him? Uh, no. He's, I find him quite annoying. Is that right? Yes. Um, I think. Just the way he talks? JB would do a better job. Oh, one championship. Get a hold of me. But, um. I'll do it for peanuts. He seems like a guy who, does he have martial arts experience? Do you know? I already know where you're going with. The dragon guy? Yeah. He was saying he was in the ring with, uh. Oh, what's his name? And had him on, ch- taking his back and choking him out and stuff. Like, obviously training and stuff. But he does. He obviously trains. Well, he <clears> fights, <throat> I don't know. I see where you're going with this, though. Yeah. 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 He talks. He, I see what you mean. Like, he has no skill. Just skims over everything. He talks. Chevelle knows his shit, man. He sure does. He, that guy's been around the block. I see, where you, I see what you mean. Um, the one thing I'm not a huge fan that Mitch does... Is have these long, drawn out things when he's interviewing people. Is that right? Because I think he does that because he's bullshitting his way through. It's just to slow it down to think about what he's about think to about say. Think about what his next okay. question okay. is. Okay. <laughs> That's what I kind of feel like he does. Um, okay. And everything's like, he's really just got to use his speed, work on the range. Those takedowns are like. Yeah, I got you. It's scripted. I don't know. It's not scripted, but it's. I see what you mean. Though. Like it is. Yeah, he's trying a little. A little too hard, maybe. And announcers, like, can ruin a good fight. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I do feel that the bickering they do catches my attention. <laughs> it's weird, man. It's Remember weird. the guy in Victoria who said I was need to cut my toenails because I was busting up his side? I was breaking his skin with body kicks? Yes. Oh, my God. That's, like, <laughs> the highlight of the fight. It's not me whooping his ass. It's <laughs> that stupid comment. How'd you get this job? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no kidding. That's how I know. What, didn't he wear a blue jacket and some silliness? I don't know. but Anyway, that's how I know you know nothing about Yeah, you don't know anything. Nothing. It's okay. God bless him. God bless him. You did your job. Uh, all right, let's move on. UFC. Uh, we had Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan. Obviously, a lot of hype here. They trained together. Francis having his contract disputes, all that stuff. I, I said third round TKO Gan. So did you? Or did you say TKO? I think I just said TKO. I can't remember, but... We both had gone, yeah. Yeah. What was your prediction for this one, Mike? Yeah, he's too big, too oh. strong. Although he did get, he did run out of gas. Man. Uh, yeah. He's a monster, though. I, um, I, I already don't like his fighting style, I've decided. For a heavyweight, the fact that you only want to tip-tap means I'm not a fan. Uh, that's just not, I get it, I get it for heavyweight, but. But you got to give it to him that he, he didn't do what we were very true right like yep. he's evolved he's gotten better yep. smarter wiser agreed agreed but also man you don't want to risk making bank yep right uh, yeah could um, be a case of that i think yes well and he's been talking right and that too about how he's not he going to do money. this anymore and Gone, blah blah yeah. blah so you yeah. gotta you gotta go out and back that up with another win yeah. so that you can say listen all i do is come out here and show for this yep what's his name gets 30 million bucks and i yeah. get half a million yeah come on Especially when I bet the the pay-per-views are probably pretty similar. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got to admit, I I just, I can't cheer for a guy whose stance looks like he's on the character selection for Mortal Kombat 2. 
just kind of with his hands down, like gyrating. Like, and kind of bouncing around. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I, You're just waiting for your turn to start. Yeah, that was I, a good one. I can't, man. I can't do it. I can't cheer for you. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Nganu. I, I love everything he's doing as far as how he's come up and everything. Obviously, I really like that. But you know what? Just when you see that Rosen strike knockout, slow motion, you hit him with your chest and face because your hands were behind your back when you were running straight forward. I just, there's no technique there. I, right. I can't. I'm, I'm a fan of technique. So. Hey, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Featherweight kickboxers, Petrosian and Super Bond square off in a five-round bout. That was, you know, October, whatever. Yeah. So it was it was five rounds for them. So For the world title, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, but does that mean this one's probably... Oh, this is a tournament. Right. Yeah. But a final, mm. Chris, you might be right. Like, being a final, they might get a belt for it. You know, a title belt, like a tournament final belt. You might be right. We'll have There's to look nothing about it. it yet, anyways, yeah. on the internet. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that'll, that will sway my decision for sure. Um, and obviously in Ganu, you know, I, um, um, I was, I was listening to a boxing person, I think, and somebody else uh, fairly close to, uh, Tyson Fury's camp. And, and I know they're saying like, oh, you know, boxing, boxing, but apparently they want this, they want this fight, this Ganu fight. They think it'll sell. They think it'll, you know, and let's be real. Who's going to sell a fight better than the Gypsy King? Yeah. I... Good arm. What, Get, what's the rules? Make boxing. Boxing. Oh. Well, that's that'll be silly. I, I mean, uh, it's a payday, yep. but, but that, that's what Fury that. says. But is that really all you're looking for? Then you just want to go fight for? I mean, I guess I wouldn't. Yes, <laughs> yes is the answer. Yes. Thirty mil. <laughs> Let me see how many zeros yes. are on that check. Yes. Oh, the answer is yes. <laughs> Give me a blindfold. I'll do it. <laughs> no, what I mean is, is he giving Nganu a payday? Is that it? Was that yeah. his theory? Yeah. His like, whole thing is, come and see me. You'll get sparked out. And you'll make the most money you've ever made. Sure. It's so funny to watch that guy fight and perform eh? like if you watch like i think it was you i saw on uh, one of your tweets or something that said out of these two people who looks like the one who's gonna <laughs> murder the other and yeah. then and you would be wrong yeah that's right <laughs> like, yeah or like one of those like one of these people is a baker and like the other one's a fighter and <laughs> <laughs> one of this guy makes donuts and he samples his own product a little too much <laughs> and this guy's yeah, the world champion yeah uh tyson fury got fat yeah. Was it a photo of him? Yeah. When he was at his fattest? Yeah. Yeah. It, he, he's weird. He's got any nipples. You're so fat. The nipples go inward. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. And he will still turn your lights out yeah, in a exactly. minute. Hey? Oh, exactly. that's crazy. I love it. Um, what do you guys think of this? Is this anything you want to watch? See, this is another crossover fight, which I hate crossover fights. I don't want to watch this at all. I don't care. Well, I'm certainly not paying for it. Very true. But it builds a lot of hype and it gives us something to talk about. Very true. <laughs> there it gives you go. us some content. That's true. <laughs> I mean... It's a hot topic. Okay. Okay. Right. So then, but if you bring up Jake Paul, I'll come over there. <laughs> Speaking of which, did you see he had his first Muay Thai lesson the other day? He was doing kicks on the bag. Someone tweeted it to me. I'm like, why are you sending this to me? Oh, whatever. Well, but what he did do that was interesting, because I don't think he has enough power in his body, but his bank account has enough power. He mm. bought a significant amount of stock in the parent company of UFC. Did he? See, oh, I didn't hear this. Look at him. So now he's going a different way. He's saying, oh, Dana, you don't want to play with me. You don't want to do this. Okay, I'll put my money that's to right. my we'll where fight, my mouth is, we'll right? with our zeros. Well, that's just it. He <laughs> said, now I'll go in from the other side and I will, if I can get enough money. Because he's the kind of idiot who can raise massive amounts of money for doing stupid shit. Right. His followers are kids who just spend their allowance on candy anyway. Sure. So, I mean, <laughs> he could, he could, he could not maybe him personally, but if he started a movement... Not unlike the whole trucker movement where people started contributing money 
to go in and buy stock in the UFC parent company, which would then allow them to have some control over what Dana's allowed to do. My goodness, is that ever is that ever well? It's actually something useful. Doing something useful with your money instead of just being Jake Paul. Exactly. (laughs) Boy, wants really like fighting. But hey, if he wants to take Muay Thai, I'd fight him at one seventy. Let's go out of retirement. (laughs) <laughs> that's 10 mil 240 i'll fight you at 240 forget chris half half what chris wants i'll fight you at 240 <laughs> whatever i would keep him in the grill oh just once just take your gloves off that's all i wanted to do yeah. you win where's my five million i'm leaving um okay uh the other thing i hear he's saying too and i know it's all just smoke and fun but whatever but uh he contacted khabib who has his own fight company eagle fc i heard it was the other way around or, i read a thing khabib wants to help him Oh, I see. But, it, and the last but I don't thing know. Is, right, it could be that way. I'm not sure. But the whole point is the last thing is, yeah, well, you know, I'd fight for whatever you, however, you're first. You're the first guy to fight. Could be. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. Okay. At, at some point. Okay. Moving on. I get now it. Was that Khabib's brother that fought in UFC? Yeah. Oh, I got this here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. You bet. Um, okay. But real quick. Let, what if, what if Nganu first round knocks out Tyson Fury? Wow. Well, then he deserves whatever he's going to get. But could you imagine just the chaos in the fight world that would cause? That would be hilarious. Between everybody calling out Ngannou then, you know, UFC saying, nope, 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 you got to come back. Or, you know, like, it would cause such chaos. Sure. Even if even if he does well. Like, even if he, you know, yeah. goes a number of rounds and does well, it's going to yeah. cause some problems, don't you think? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I feel like McGregor had a better chance. I agree. Against, I agree, too. Yeah. Um, Mayweather. Yep. I think so too. I think Nganu looks like a fridge with arms up. He there. just moves too slowly. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna look terrible. That's my that's my prediction. Um, and then we had uh, Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. I see a fourth fight coming down the wire for these guys. Draw, one win, one win. Yeah, it was super close. And but you know what? There's nobody else either. Like you guys made the division exciting again because there's nobody else. Uh, what are they? One twenty-five. Yeah. Yeah. That Dainey. is that is small. Yeah. You know, like they had Demetrius Johnson gone, and then then you know, like it just. I don't know well, they were say. talking about uh, like uh, yeah, shelving right. that division, hey? Yeah. So they kind of brought it back to life. Right. So I guess why not just keep fighting each other? Yeah. Uh, are they getting paid decent or no? What's that? Are they getting paid decent? I doubt it. I not doubt at that it. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, Too bad because they're they're some of the most interesting fights. Yeah. And, yeah. They're flying. Yeah. So um, fast. Yeah. It's so fun. So fast. I definitely thought Brandon Moreno looked a little off. I don't know if he was injured or, or to be honest, what I assume is he, the star power got a hold of him a little bit. Probably you know had a little too much fun instead of trained a little, just a little. Just a, look, a little off to me compared to... Who's that? Brandon Moreno. Oh, yeah, okay. Just looked a little... You know, I assume he enjoyed his success, as he should. <laughs> as you should. So I, I just see these guys. I know they don't want to fight each other again. I don't know how they... There's nobody else that can hold a match to either of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's uh, Michael Pereira. You see that that crazy Capoeira guy? The backflips and all kinds of crazy shit. Right. See that? He is massive. I can see that one. Oh, dude. You, I'm sure you've seen highlights of this guy. Doing backflips into guard, jumping off the cage. Like, just mad mad stuff like and he's huge too he just backflips he'll you know you're on your back waiting for him to jump in a guard he just turns around and backflips on top of you it's crazy he's huge how big well i think Six. this fight was at 170 possibly but he i he easily can make 185 okay he is massive but anyway fun and then saeed Nurmagomedov. Hmm. Uh, i don't really know much about the guy he fought so uh khabib's cousin brother brother right i think it's a brother yeah, yeah i think so too uh, now I'm not I'm not much of a grappler guy, but uh, uh, I definitely noticed that everything he put together into that choke went like that. 
Hmm. That was something else. Yeah. Uh, you you obviously being quite versed in grappling. What was your thoughts on watching him do that kind of stuff? Well, he was he was yeah he was sharp. I was surprised though. Like he he wasn't as big as yeah. Khabib. Yeah. A little, Long and little thin. stringier. Yeah. But but that's actually a real benefit if you can get a hold of someone's neck. Some of the big guys, I mean, they're they're so strong they'll just crush your head. Right. But guys with thinner arms get into the neck much easier and you can't get it out you can't dig it out right and uh, lots of guys who are who are quite good at doing uh, one arm chokes now i haven't seen any in the ufc yet but lots of people are doing it to control the other arm so you can't defend it and then they'll crawl their fingers up your collarbone you know what i mean so and and they're good enough that they can choke you out with one arm and that's those long stringy guys can do that it's gotta be tough with sweat too man right that's impressive and and rogan was saying what did he call it like a rear naked guillotine because it was the same arm position yeah but it was upside down right yeah right. yeah 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 is that what that's called i don't know what they like it's a a version of a darce choke kind of idea i don't know I'll, i'd have to look into it I mean, rogan would know more than more than most i guess because you know what's crazy is that would might have been the first choke i ever learned when i was like 10 so 140 years ago and that's the only one i'm really comfortable was with. it a, it was arm in or no I'm trying, yes, to, trying to remember. Yes. Yeah, you had arm in. So that's essentially... Uh, no, no. Now I think about it. I think it was out. Was it? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'll have to go over review. Well, it have to be for you. I don't know. Yeah, but but like that that sort of... Like this, I as a kid, a teenager, like your sort of classic guillotine order, right? I couldn't really... I wasn't good at it. But for whatever reason, the, the second I'm like, oh, I can do that pretty good. And that was the first one I learned. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't done it since. Guys with long <laughs> arms do well with stuff like that. Well... Look at me. Yeah, well, obviously. You. Super, <laughs> super impressive. Craig, Craig Jones and people like that are able to, from inside people's guard, he'll go sort of a headlock position around the back of your neck, come over and, and lace his oh, own yeah, arm, oh, like yeah. a like a rear naked choke, but and then go across the front with a, you, with a guillotine. You're braiding kind of his neck. Yeah, and, the, and, and people don't defend it because they're like, oh, this is nothing. No this is not. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> too late. Huh. Yeah. So. I, I, I was pretty impressed with just... You don't see people like, and I know that that, that sort of Khabib and friends, uh, that Nurmagomedov. So I, first of all, they, they got the worst beards, but uh, they're <laughs> if, terrible. If they had that beard with the other guy's haircut, <laughs> it looks like it should match. <laughs> it looks like it, it looks right, but uh, um, I guess you you don't see very many people go for like that's like so. Let's say a classic. And again, I'm not a grappler, so bear bear with me here. But they just tend to try that. Mm. It's rare you see one guy just slip right, use the other hand, like go to that second choke. Yeah. Like it's obviously something. No, he they obviously it was a set plan for that. And you just don't him. see that attempt even. Like that's pretty. Nope. What I would consider high level coming from somebody with zero level. <laughs> no, but, but look good. Yeah, it, it sure did, and he made it happen he, quick. He tap. clearly won the fight. Yeah, and tap quick. Yeah. Holy cow! Oh yeah, it looked very painful. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. Um, onto boxing, just real quick. Gary Russell Jr. Uh, fought Mark Magsayo. Did you catch any of this, Chris? I did not. Mark Magsayo is kind of the new Philippine guy, uh, um, up-and-comer, handsome dude, tattoos, does backflips. Manny Pacquiao is his hero, so they're, they're, that's the guy they're pushing. And right? 18-0, and 0, maybe 19-0 and 0 now. Gary Russell Jr., his biggest knock, he was one of the pound-for-pound better, lower weights just below uh, uh, Terrence Crawford and those guys, but fights once a year. Like, mm. How many fights are you going to get doing that? Ten? You know, 10 years, Yeah, right? that's about right. Um, and he was undefeated or maybe one loss, I can't remember. But anyway, uh, Gary Russell Jr., one of the pound-for-pound pound best, lost to Mark Magsayo, so... Close or no? No, not close at all. I hmm. made it look pretty easy. So I, I think uh, we'll see what happens next for this Filipino guy, but I'm sure stardom. Um, anyway, 
that's as far as what happened. Let's talk about uh, what's upcoming here. You guys got anything else that happened? Uh, Flo had a, an event. Okay, yeah. So so tell us about this. I don't I don't know much about Flow Grappling or what it is. Or is so is Flow an actual organization? Yeah. Okay. So Flow used to like has it has its fingers in everything. It's got wrestling and basketball and whatever. It's a what? It's its whole the whole site. If you flow, go on just fl- Flow. Flow, yeah. Okay. Flow, so flow swimming, sports. Flow how do you right. how do you spell okay. the website for F L O? Yeah. F L O sports dot com. Yeah, and you can and you can go on and like there's tons of stuff on YouTube for free, obviously, but you can you can subscribe for I don't know twelve bucks a month or something. It's not not terribly much, and they've got depending on what you want, like they've got badminton, they've got everything. You can go in and check out the world's leaders of, which is kind of cool because as a sports group. There, you know, there's a lot of sports that don't that you have to work really hard for and don't get any recognition, right? So having a place where you could go check it out and possibly these people, I don't think they get any money for it, but so they got into the grappling world a while ago and they sort of and they made an, a deal with IBGJF um, to be the the broadcaster of all the big tournaments, you know, the Pans and the okay. Worlds and this IBJJF and that and the other. IBGJF is the international but that's like the sort of be all the sure. rule maker it's, right yeah it's it's uh the gracie's um invention but it is the de facto organization until something else comes along that either challenges it or whatever so that is the one and now nogi nogi grappling has a lot more different options but as far as gi there's there's really only one. And my, without getting into it, my impression is there's a lot of politics involved in this kind of stuff. Oh, I right? think so. Yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. Gotta yeah. be. And it, and I'm sure in any high level thing, but yeah, they're there. You really have to break into it. So like, I mean, the IBGF, if it wants to, like it changes the rules fairly regularly, okay. like, like a lot of sports do. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. yeah. And for a while, it was taking things out that it didn't like for a long time. You know, like traditional jujitsu with the gi was how they wanted it to be. And then these people would come in, you know, like a high level wrestler or something would come in and do some things. And they're like, Hmm, we don't really like that. (laughs) And then some leg lockers would come in and start, you know, it's all under the guise of safety, but I mean, heel hooks, you know what a heel hook is, right? It's pretty violent and can be very damaging to the body. So it's it's a good argument to be made for why you need to take it out for safety, but it also eliminates most of the leg locks, right? There's there's literally one leg lock allowed for under belts. What's that? It's just a straight ankle lock. Okay. You can just put it in a headlock and try gotcha. to rip it off. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, you know, as a sort of blue belt, purple belt, why would you go for the legs? This is, there's no real advantage. Right. So it forces people into the more traditional game, mm. and uh, the other the other the other organizations don't like that. They they want why not do the whole thing? So flow is a, flow made their own rule set, and that, it really I think I think it the pandemic actually really helped them flow grappling, because nobody could do any well certainly not tournaments right. right? Imagine a tournament like that where there's thousands of there's literally hundreds and hundreds of competitors thousands of people coming to watch that just got shut down instantly of course but when things started to open up slightly a little bit um they were able to to start putting on shows that were more like muay thai shows or boxing shows where it's this guy versus this guy trying to build names trying to build a brand as opposed to like it's so interesting you watch an old tournament uh be you know and there'll be like 20 
high level world champion BJJ guys there and they're just in the tournament. They're doing it. They get beat. They're out. They go home. It's, you know, like it's, it's crazy how, you know, like we're just talking about Tyson Fury who, who steps on the canvas for 30 million kind of thing. Right. These guys are traveling around to tournaments paying. and they're the best. They're probably paying to enter <laughs> and they might lose in the third round to another world champion. You know, right. And that's it. Take your flight home, get out. Right. So it's such a, so I think Flo really looked at that and went, Hey man, this, there's an opportunity here to really promote the hell out of these these guys were putting in massive amounts of time and energy, like Gordon Ryan and and uh, Craig Jones and yeah. I was going to ask teams. who were some big names people could look up and start so, getting behind. Yeah. So well, the the Gordon so Gordon Ryan uh, was out of Hensel Gracie in New York there forever with uh, John Danaher, mm-hmm. and they basically opened up the world. They opened up the social media world right enough they could actually get eyes on them. They were all, they're all really good and there's a bunch of really good gyms, but I mean that and the dollar will get you on the bus, right? If right. no one knows who you are, yep. you can't get paid for just being really good. Right. You got to have eyes on you. So they did a good job, I think of that. And then more, and then fairly recently during the pandemic, actually, they all had to go somewhere else and train. They all went down to Puerto Rico, actually, where there was, you know, supposedly limited restrictions and stuff. Right. And at first it seemed like a really good idea. Beaches, you know, warm weather, all the rest of it. Turned out they didn't have such a fun time after all. Oh? Well, they just said it's so, it's it's a third world country. Sure. You just, you know, if you want to get some mail or something, you know, like the post office may or may not be open. Right, right. Like, it, you know, they may or may not be coming back for all you know, right? right. Just anyways, they, they said they were pretty happy to get back to America. They all moved down to Austin now, which is interesting because that's where Flow Grappling, I don't think it's a coincidence that they moved there. Right. So they started putting on these shows where they're just hyping all these people. And we were talking a little bit earlier about the Daisy Fresh guys, you know, the guys who are training in their... You know, looks like their oh. brother's garage there, and just beating the hell That's out of each other. That's the name other. of their squad. Well, Daisy. Fish? So there's a story yeah, behind a cool it. Story, yeah. Called PD, uh, PSF, uh, Pedago Submission Fighting. The guy's name is Heath Pedago, the coach. Okay. But when they were looking for a school, they had zero money, and they found this old broken down shack that used to be a laundromat. Okay. So they just moved in their mats. Uh, there's no, you know, <laughs> there's no electricity on one side. The water barely works, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, what the roof's falling down. They, there's video of them chasing out a raccoon that was living in, in there and stuff. <laughs> Anyways, but they just <laughs> went in and started beating the hell out of each other and and building a team. So, anyways, and hanging out front was it was called the Daisy Fresh Laundromat. Okay. And they just left the sign, and so now it's become a thing, and people are getting tattoos with it on. So they call it Daisy Fresh American Jiu Jitsu. Which I is, like it. It's yeah. It's been a, it's been a pretty fun thing to watch. And some of the guys who have been who have driven to it have been driven to it, and are now producing results are getting onto these flow shows. Okay. Um, so there's some of the 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 names they're trying to bring up. Gordon Ryan's hurt or has something issue with his stomach, so he hasn't fought for quite a while. But he'll you know he'll be the star of the show. And then the there was a, a division, a split between fight camps like there always is right and so craig jones and a couple other guys um nicky rod and people like that went their separate way and they're pretty funny especially craig he's australian he's got quite the sense of humor they called themselves the b team because you know they're they're not as good as be as good and right. blah 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 and they uh they they have this shirt and they have a sign out front of there it's so excellent 
because they're they're like, what should we call ourselves? Because uh, like Keenan started calling himself American Jiu Jitsu Legion, American Jiu Jitsu. Daisy Fresh had a thing. So Craig's like, well, I don't really want to, you know, promote one. Like, why am I promoting one country's stuff over another? If I'm going to do that, why don't you just promote this? So he made up a sign. He calls it Mexican Ground Karate. Oh my God! <laughs> and at first it was a joke, but now they have a sign. Now they have shirts. Now Mexican they have a ground karate. Mexican ground karate. Ah. <laughs> so that gives you an idea of how these guys <coughs> think. I wish I didn't care about my business enough to do something like that. That is so <laughs> but good. It's, it's it's becoming so famous now, right? right. Like, and these guys have serious work ethic. But it's so. it's true. It doesn't matter where you go. It's not your karate. It's not right. your jujitsu, right. right? That's the point they're trying to make for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, so Flo's been putting on these shows over the last year or so, and they're starting to actually get some really good, um, I think, some good attendance, some good eyes. It's hard to tell, right? Because once you're into it, you know what's going on. You know all the names and stuff. And then you talk to someone who doesn't know grappling, and they're like, what? Who? What are you, right. what are you talking about? It's right. like, so I have no real idea if it's, if it's grown in popularity to the point where it'll ever get to, you know, be a mainstream enough where it'll be like announced on the news or something you know jujitsu stars oh i think so i mean it's getting that way it's got to be the most popular martial art right now people training it's certainly growing but i mean as far as stars names of people right like there's there was big big names like they're big in the jujitsu world on this last card like really big names let me run down the list pedro marino fought craig jones pedro i didn't know much about i watched some video of him before and i'm like okay that guy that guy can move and he did actually Jones made a point. He's been getting hacked on a lot lately for because um, he's a leg locker, and he, he'll just pull guard immediately and start attacking legs, and he finishes people like crazy. Right? Yeah. So, of course, all the people out there in the world are just flaming him like, you can't do anything else. You're a bum. You know nothing. Lay off the leg so I can win. Right. <laughs> or have so, a better chance. So he yeah. basically said, uh, okay, fine. I'm going <clears> to <throat> wrestle this match. I'm not going to do anything but wrestle, which he did, and he did a okay job of it but the other guy was just a slightly better wrestler yeah nothing really happened they didn't really even go to the ground they just stood stand up wrestling arm drags try to get the back and and no one could really so in that way it was kind of a a slow boring ish fight but i mean he was trying to prove a point i'm sure if he could have got got his leg that would have been over but who knows and then people like the rotolo brothers they're twins out of atos um their coach is uh, Andre Galvao, who's like the mm. biggest, sort of the biggest name other than Gordon Ryan. They're going to actually have a super fight at one of these ones coming up. Oh, and yeah. they're they're two really big names and also really big boys. Right, yeah, he's huge. Like Ryan has been putting on weight consistently. They're so young, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're young compared to others. Ryan's only 26 or something. He's won what? everything already. Holy yeah. crap. And these guys are going to fight at probably 225, 230. 35 to 40 something like that they're both just big but the rotolo brothers uh, actually i wanted to i know we're running late already but i just want to talk a little bit about this because i thought i I had an interesting observation watching some of these really high level competitions lately um the blue belt division is a mess so black belt division everybody's it's kind of like you know the old karate thing you know once you're a black belt you're black belt. Yeah. Are you a black belt for one year or you're black belt for 21 years? Because you're in the same division. Right. It doesn't right, matter. Right. So Joe Blow, like me, who starts jujitsu in his later years, 
gets his blue belt after two years of training, you know, have some skill. I mean, Which is the first belt in jiu-jitsu. Yeah, white to blue, yeah. So then you're thinking, oh, okay, you know, like I've learned something. I must know something. I should go to a tournament, right? But it's getting messed up because um, if you're a, a black belt in, in judo or if you're a, a decorated wrestler in, in any kind of NCAA or any kind of thing like that and you start jiu-jitsu, you automatically go to blue just because... There's no point, right? See, like you're just, yeah. you're so much better at okay. your game right. that the white belt's silly. Yeah. But so is blue belt. And here's the other thing. Um, there's an age limit on belts. You can't get your blue belt in jiu-jitsu until you're 16 years old. Oh, I already see where this is going. <laughs> right. Okay. And you can't get your bre- uh, purple belt till you're, I think, 18. And you can't get your brown belt till you're 19. Or maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. But anyways, I actually, I think it's black belt at 19. So it's one year, one year, one year. So you're going to have kids... So, and we have it in our own gym right now. We've got kids, kids who have been training for nine years now. Yeah. And the, our kids aren't, maybe aren't killers yet, but some of them are. So you've got these new, new breed of kids coming out of, uh, uh, who have been training since they're four years old. And they've, they've got the muscle to back it up because they've been working at it, right? There's a kid named Cole Abate right now who just kind of burst onto the scene. In IBGGF, he's only allowed to be a blue belt because he's 16 years old. But in the other sports, like in flow, he fought in flow. He fought a 10th planet black belt who was like a legit black belt for 10 years. And he fought him to a standstill and actually won a decision. Like, so you got a 16 year old kid who's not allowed to be a black belt. He's a blue belt. Well, where is he supposed to go? What tournament is he supposed to go to? Because... So he goes into a tournament with me, with my two years experience. <laughs> go, I, I think I'll do pretty good. And then boom, smash, boom. Like, what in the hell was that? Right. So it's kind of, they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot because they've got, so there's this guy named Michael Pixley who fights out of PSF, the Daisy Fresh guys. He's a high, highly decorated wrestler coming in. And, he, and he's got some jujitsu skills. Like he's getting really good at chaining together things that he was already good at. So he'll take you down, get on top. And he'll throw on Darces and front headlocks and stuff like that because he's already in that position. Yeah. If you put him on his back, maybe he's not so good. Maybe he's got a lot of jujitsu to learn. But the fact is, he never goes to his back because nobody can get him there. But but you were always allowed in like our old school point fighting days in karate. You were always allowed to, to compete up. Can he? Can they not? You no. Can't do that. It's a, it's that's the thing is you're not age? allowed to compete at a higher level. You have to compete at the age you're at. And but the what about age, belt level? But the age yeah, is the belt level, right? Yeah, yeah. So he just turned 17 or something the other day and they immediately gave him his purple belt because thank God. I'm sure all the blue belts were like, oh, thank God. This is ridiculous. They, well, like it's evolved. And so I, think many, I think they're going to have They to. have to drop it because the junior, like the world junior things that's coming here this year, mm. it goes up to 17. After that, you're a man, I guess, right? So I guess. I just got an itinerary for what happens every day for those. Literally on my phone during this podcast for the WBC Youth World Championship. Really? What's that. that all about? Uh, well, as far as Thursday, we weigh in, seven chiefs. You know, we come here Friday. Like, I literally just got a text of an itinerary. So oh, that's exciting. It's going down. Right on. Please cool. send that to me. That's great. Ah, yeah, I'm cool. So anyways, just to f- make a long story short, I think that there's an evolution coming in that. Yes. Beca- because it be. needs to. There yeah. are people coming in from side doors, if you will. The average guy who starts jiu-jitsu doesn't stand a chance at these big tournaments. Right. And the reality is, it's you hate, you hate to say it just because I'm an old man, but if you want to get there, you got to use social media. 
Like this is all this shit's happening because you guys have gone out of your way to put things out there, make videos, make series, vlogs, right? Like, right. Yeah. You, you have and to put in the work to get to where you're at to make. So if you're out. interested in in seeing any of this stuff, um, go to Flat Flow. It's on on YouTube, and go to the American or sorry, the uh, Daisy Fresh American Jiu Jitsu uh, story. They've got a five series documentary now. Uh, disclaimer, be ready to hear more swear words than you've ever heard in your life in one sentence, because these are people from all walks of life, but mostly pretty rough and tumble, you know, and they're, and they don't care. Like it's, it's, this is not, you know, your typical dojo where you go in and everyone's respect. This is walking there. Hey man, how's it going? Time to smash. Yeah, let's go. And I'm cleaning it up nicely. It's a jujitsu fight gym. The first thing you do when you walk into a place like that is measure dicks. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's, (laughs) it's going for it. So, so, but it's a really, actually I watched the first five minutes. I'm like, Oh man, these guys are idiots. And by the time I was done the 45 minutes, I'm like, you know what? This is actually super inspiring. (laughs) It is. I want to go train right now, you know? And, and you know, I don't do any grappling at all. And you showed me that. And and you just said that too. Like, you just missed the hardcoreness of it. And and, and the fact that, like, life didn't exist, doesn't exist off those mats. Mm -hmm. There's mats and who cares about anything else? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them sleep in the gym or in their car. They don't have jobs. They just collect enough money to... To, to eat so that they can train right. every and day. And the best part is it doesn't matter. They're not worried about it. Nope. Be on the mat. No, Man. absolutely. It's all about the mat. It's a fun time in your life because it doesn't last long. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that, that'd be my advice to them is, hey, don't listen to anybody who's hating on you. You spend a couple years doing this. It it will change your life. There was a smart man who once told me, maybe, maybe <clears> somehow <throat> you don't end up with more responsibilities in life. But sure as hell don't end up with any less. As you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that for sure. <laughs> So um, just to run down the list here, oh, yeah. just just so people know if they want to look up any names, uh, Craig Jones is a super big, funny guy. Lots of videos on him right now. The Rotolo brothers are so entertaining. They're twins, and they're just they're like monkeys climbing in a tree, man. They're what just are they uh, they, that one's fighting at one fifty ish, one's fighting at one seventy, so they don't have to fight each other all the time. Gotcha. Um, but they do some just crazy shit. Talk about backflips and, and cartwheels and stuff. These guys are doing stuff that is like. I know what they're doing and I'm having a trouble time following along. Like they've developed a whole series of where they, where they, they don't, they're not trying to do it to hurt people. I don't think, but they step on each other, step on the legs. So if you're down on the ground and I'm up, they'll step on your foot to hold you in position, pin you. And one, I saw him just do it on this last one. He stepped one foot on the guy's ankle and the other foot on his wrist Nice. And he pinned him there, and then he's got his two hands free to attack How with, right? Well, exactly. Like they're doing, they're taking it to another level, right? But he wasn't sitting there like he's like a baby. Like ah, uh, he probably no, he was trying to. It was instant. Out, even worse. Stuff. Yeah. So, but that's even yeah. you know like that's that's they're playing chess instead of checkers. Right? I'm gonna step on your wrist. I know you're gonna yank it out. Right. When you yank it out, you bring your elbow close to your ribs. That's when I'm gonna attack on for this, right? Like right. they're there's many many steps ahead of Damn. where I'm at. Like hey, look, there's an arm. I should go for that. Right. And these twins are obviously super good because you just said one, they're in two different weight classes so they don't have to fight each other. Oh, they fight each other. Yeah, they had to fight each other all the way up. And in fact, they ended up, so they were brown belts because they were only 18. Bullshit. They (laughs) kill any, you know, most of the black belts out there. But... um, Another rule coming for the IBJF. Well, no question. Anyways, and they ended up in the absolute brown division because they just, they ran through their division. It was... And the good thing about the flow uh, flow sports is they'll put on the highlights of that, so you can watch the Rotolos like go through all their 
divisional fights and watch the it's basically a highlight reel Perfect. Yeah, but yeah. it's pretty cool mikey musumeci is another one who's um actually that's one to look up mikey musumeci versus estevan martinez martinez is uh he's not a dwarf but he's close 411 and he's got the really short arms and really short legs that kind of look Couple like it properties maybe of, of which yeah. makes him almost impossible to attack like he can get out of almost anything huh. and it's really interesting to watch and he like he cartwheel backflip because he's just a ball huh. so that's a really interesting guy to watch because huh. it's it's unique right right and he, he can, i haven't seen him crazy musumeci beat him but it, it's he's not easy to beat and then the run it runs down from there um people that they're working on working their way up the ladder to be big names um jacob couch is a is kind of a good person to follow if you ever care to like be <clears throat> follow along and see his career progress and uh people like that they're interesting so i, I like that one too uh, there was some fairly big upsets in that in that latest one but not not like uh some of the other fights we said where people got knocked out or taken out these were like okay that guy just couldn't break through his guard mm -hmm. it was just he just couldn't do it and so he lost a kind of a boring fight but still big name it doesn't it doesn't seem to matter as much so boxing's the worst right if you oh, have yeah. a terrible Lose once retire yeah you might as well you've lost your career yeah. mma not so much no you can be you know sort of 20 and 5 and still be a yeah. really high level guy they ride the undefeated until you're not undefeated right yeah, yeah. but jujitsu it's it's almost irrelevant like you can lose because there's a tournament virtually every week or two weeks, you fight every couple of weeks if you're serious about it. Right, you lose. can win, lose, win, lose. Like you got people like, uh, uh, what's his name, Cyborg, um, who still competes. He's got to be in his 40s now. And he mm. still competes very, very regularly. He's, he's awesome. Um, like broken but, head Cyborg? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Roberto Abreu. Uh, um, Evangelista? That's I'm talking. That there's a girl named Cyborg. Well, but, but there's a guy named Cyborg too. I don't Did think it's. Are we talking about the same guy? I think there's a different Cyborg, a younger Cyborg now. Oh, oh. I know of old Cyborg who took a jump into <laughs> the head and busted his cranium. And now yep. Can't fight. Yep. Big dent in his head. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Is it the same guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he just okay. Went and fixed it up and yeah, carried on. Brushed his hair and off he went. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if he had any. But I mean, if you, I don't even know because they don't probably don't even keep track of it. But the records are, you know, they're nothing, right? Maybe fifty wins and. 47 losses it's sure, meaningless because you're, right. you're gonna like even uh cornelius talks about that he's like one of the best in his in his time out there but he still lost tons and tons sure. of matches it's just not relevant so when you have a televised thing do they give records no i don't think probably they do. accolades accolades maybe, more about, uh, yeah more about things they have won in the past yeah. and is it all nogi or is there some gi too there's there is lots of gi um matches flow does try to promote it but you can see the writing on the wall no gi is the that's he, the thing that's watch. going to be the he way you can't see anything with gi i guess well you, you see, can slow people down you, you see fingers move every once in a while yeah you, you, know, you if you know what you're doing you can really stop people from attacking that's no, what makes no. no gi so exciting in the rotolos and stuff um because as soon as you're sweaty with the rash guard and you slide you're just right. you can go anywhere and get out of anything right? right you get if you sink in a good arm bar with a with a gi on that's not slippery it's hard it's almost impossible to get out right, right. you just yeah. the, the friction of it holds you there with right? the sweat and everything yeah, yeah. you're right yeah. so i don't see that i don't know if that becomes a huge spectator sport but i could see the nogi because I, it's yeah. super uh, active i still appreciate it i i just you know just 
Yeah, f- 10 minutes can go by real quick yep. and you haven't seen much in it. When you're fighting for inches. I, I do, I will admit, uh, my fingers on the fast forward button a, a lot during yeah, those sure. runs. Where... Until you all of a sudden you see a, a movement. <laughs> and then you, then you rewind a little bit. Oh, what happened there? Yeah, good. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. All right. Um, uh, cool. So check that out. Flow, flow grappling. I like that Daisy Fresh stuff. I don't grapple, but I appreciate the mindset, the, the competitiveness. I, I, I liked it too. I thought it was really cool. Um, all right. Let's move on to our uh Top three questions of the day. Mm. Uh, my top three for you, chaps, was your th- top three most uh, emotional or you know sort of invested fights, whether it is during, maybe before the hype or after you cried for a few days. Uh, I was thinking as a... F- you, I'll tell you what, you couldn't have been the fighter and you couldn't have been in the corner because that's easy to be emotional and crazy and invested. Mm. So it has to be as a fight fan that you watched. That's fair. You going? All right, sure. Uh, this one was really easy for me because it came st- like these three came straight away, really? and I got one in MMA, boxing, and Muay Thai, is which is right? awesome. Yeah, oh, dude, I'm having a hard go. I here. like this one. Crow Cop versus Vanderlei Two. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Crow Cop awesome. Hey, because their first fight was so savage, and they just stared at each other like two oh, killers. You're like, oh, they're doing it again. It was an okay fight. Yeah, he got uh, kicked him in the head, right? Yeah. Crocock knocked him out. Yep, heck you. Uh, Harrison versus Pinka. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that right? I was like, finally, it's finally happening. Two of the top Westerners. Pinka took it. Yep. It was a good fight. Calzaghe versus Jones Jr. Here's oh, why. Because <laughs> that's the first fight I ever, first boxing match that I ever uh, like went out to a bar to watch, like mm. saw it out. I was just getting into boxing. So I was... That was a good one. You to, to watch, go watch it. So hyped. And then you were saying, and I was back like, day, like, just bar, like 18, I'm their, going to the bar. You know, they're all doing their like Welsh chants and stuff for Calzaghe and stuff. Yeah, there was some. We went to Jameson's oh, and there was some <laughs> uh, drunk British blokes <laughs> yeah. at the fight. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, that was a tongue twister. How about you, Mike? British blokes. Top three. Um, well, I'm a lot older than you guys. So the. Uh, it, it wasn't any one fight, but when I was a teenager, no, I, maybe a teenager, late teenager, maybe 20 ish, when Tyson, Mike Tyson, started his run. Yeah. Like at, in his first fight, he was, you know, like he made a little noise and you're like, wow. And then the next, whatever, eight, 10, he just, he tore people's heads off and yeah. the way he could move and the way he was hitting people. Like everybody else is like, jab, jab, gotcha, jab, oh, jab, cross, gotcha. And right. he's just standing in front of him going, smash, smash, like just come closer. I want to smash you right. again. You could just see it in his eyes and his energy. And it was like those first few fights, Gary and I would go like find a place to watch and be like, what? And at that time he was taking out all the old big names. Right. Like yeah. what was it? Uh, can't even think of the names now but like famous guys who sort of were maybe a little past their prime and yeah i'll go in there and beat this young punk up show him a lesson because he wasn't very big right what 511 510 yeah. or something and he they were just he was reaching up to smash them <laughs> in the face and just like oh my god yeah. we were we were screaming at the tv on those ones um second one's an mma one when uh george st pierre came back if you will okay. to fight bisbing yeah. yeah oh man we were hyped for that and for we sure. went to some uh local pub kind of thing and there was it, w- it was it was on the tv we knew it was there 
but the rest of the pub was just sort of going about their business, whatever. Right. And there was a group of maybe eight or 10 of us. And we were screaming at the TV so loud that eventually everybody sort of started coming over and standing around like, what are you guys? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and then when, well. you know, and he looked like he was going to, was gassing out. And he looked like he wasn't going to be able to pull it off and then spun around and got to his back and ended up choking him out. That little pub we were in just went nuts. Like, yeah, awesome. Canada pride. Everybody's yeah, swinging yeah, there. Awesome. If you had a flag, you would have been swinging it, you know. It was nice. crazy. So that was, a, that was one that sticks out in the memory. And actually, I'm going to cheat on the last one because probably the most emotional or whatever you want to call it memory that I have is when... So Gary and I took over for our instructor when we were about 17, 18. He wanted to go back to university and he basically said, the school's going to fold or you can take it. And we were like, well, what do we know about it? But, you know, I was a brown belt. He was a black belt at that time, just got his black belt. So we used to, and we had, we lived in our little apartment, our little townhouse that it was just a horrible wreck, but we didn't know that because we were young sure. and we were super proud of it. It was our own place. Right. We paid, there was three of us living there and we paid $125 each for rent. Nice. It was because it was 375 bucks. It was, and we were super proud that we were living on our own and, you know, doing our thing, right? Your own Daisy Fresh. And, well, kind of, because so, the basement got yeah. a lot of use. <laughs> and uh, and we, I, we just, we would sit up at night, right? No, it's talking about how we're going to plan things and making plans about one day when you win the, when Gary, you win the lightweight uh, division, black belt sparring, and I win the heavyweight division, we'll we'll be fighting each other in the in the grand champion right yeah. and when that happens we're not going to fight each other we're just going to look at the crowd and say this is everything we've ever looked worked for right yeah so i'm not interested in fighting my best friend at that point because we already won yeah we're at the top together yeah. and it happened in i don't remember the year maybe around 2000 and 2000 ish yeah at Lyle, Turn at Lyle Cheney's tournament in Red Deer. We yeah. both finally won our divisions. He had to fight. Because once you're all the black belt divisions go. And back then, there was actually lots of black belts who would come and fight. So light, they made light, a bunch light, of divisions. There was a women's division. There was light, middle, heavy. And there was an over 35 Second, division. Yeah. So oh, there was sure. actually a, quite a lot of people who had won. So you had to actually fight down. Right. right. It was so, a real division. Right. Yeah. He fought the women, I think. I fought the over 35 and then he fought the middleweight and he won. So it was just me and him. And we walked out like we were going to fight. And then we bowed to each other. And then we just turned up, turned to the crowd. And John Brack was the, coach, uh, the ref and he was pissed. Was and Lyle ask. was pissed. Because <laughs> the they wanted this big showdown, right? right? And right. we just said no. And I did a little speech right there. I said no. We promised ourselves. We, we, we won for Rashida. We won for ourselves. I'm not interested in fighting my friend and later on we did fight it sure. wasn't about that it was about that moment yeah, in you time. stuck in the plan and that was and on the way man that's got it's more than 20 years ago now that's and great. it's that's it sticks out it's pretty emotional yeah no kidding that's awesome um i had a hard time with this one I, i'm emotional i'm emotional every fight uh, <laughs> uh number one was uh the end of the andy sour last fight I, I shed a single tear i was sad to see yeah, I, I grew up watching, emulating him, everything he did, and now you're like, now you don't fight anymore. And right. he took a good beating, you know. It was time, so that was pretty emotional for me. It was a good one. I was really excited to see uh, John Wayne Parr versus Bolcow on that Jamaican MPL card. Man, that did come up, but it didn't make the list. Oh yeah, but I'll yeah. let you continue. Yeah, uh, uh, unfortunately, I was just like, again, there's a lot of fights that I was so hyped about. Um, 
but uh, yeah, that that didn't make the list. Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, that made the list of the other fight cards. Uh, unfortunately, the fight was boring, but I was hyped for it. I was really excited. And uh, I would have to say, man, either the Giorgio Petrosian knockout. Mm. I mean, I talked about that for days. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally would just look at my wife and be like. I can't believe it. She's like, will you shut up already? She knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about. I had a, might even been, you might have been there for the first time. I had a party at Jameson's Pub when Chuck Liddell fought Randy Couture. Mm. And I really thought Couture would win. He won the first one by like spanking him. And that was like, you know, the old guy and he was friendly and everything. So I really thought he was going to win. He got smashed by uh, Liddell. But more than that, I'd have to say, I can't believe how crazy I got when Conor McGregor knocked out Jose Aldo Jr. Yeah. I yeah. lost my shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that happened. Like, those are my three. I'd have to say, or five. That's funny because you, yours are like in the moment ones, yeah, not I like know. going into the fight. I know, I know. I, 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 I have to think about that. I had our time, like, the ones I was really stoked, like, oh my God, like, I got to think about that, man. I might have to let a couple That's out next crazy. week, next podcast. <laughs> but can you do you recall any that I think I was like super excited about? I'm just pretty vocal about it. Uh, yeah, not off the top of my head. Yeah, but... me neither. Anyway, uh, what about you, Chris? You got a top three for us? Do you have one? No, sorry, I don't. That's, mm, all right. that's all right. Um, so I didn't want to give you guys a heads up on this because um, it might be good. So you both have taught me so much in my life, known each other for a long time. <laughs> You've taught me so much. So really quick on the spot. Wait, it doesn't have to be, no, on the spot, both of you, whoever just comes out first. Okay. Um, you don't have to give me three, but something that I have taught you or maybe mm. something you've learned from me. Interesting. Um, Obviously, I can't teach you how to fix your car. Or That... Every man puts his pants on the same. Don't think everyone's the scariest man in the world. I don't know how many times I've seen guys and like, oh my God, Chris, I'm sorry. And you're just like, shrug your shoulders like, fuck him, I'll just go knock him out. Like, oh, I'm glad you think that. And then you do. Because <laughs> I'm worried. Right. You just, just, you didn't look into opponents too much. Just, whatever. Let's just go do it. You're right, man. I'm, I'm, I sometimes look too much into stuff. Maybe, maybe it's because I thought every guy was the scariest guy ever. Oh, me right? too. Like, <laughs> just put on my game face. Um, the quiet... Um, work ethic mm-hmm. of go to the gym and hit things don't don't talk about it don't make a big deal about it and, and i mean we've always talked about that stuff too but you were the one who did it we talked about you know when you you know when you you know when you're going to beat your opponent is when they're at home having a nap and you're at the gym working and we've always talked about those kind of platitudes and stuff but yeah. you lived it you know lots of times i'd drive to the school in the morning to pick up some stuff from the night before and there's Chris's car he's beating the bag by himself I'm like oh right yeah must, must be training camp time yeah. starting again right and uh, I mean you put in a ton of work with Jay on the pads you, you've obviously done a ton of sparring but those it's those discipline moments that that you can't replace right and that's yeah. and that's and that if it if not teaches us inspires the rest of us to go like Jay said just shut up and go do it like and and same thing when when the fights come there was lots of times where it was like I don't know about this guy and then you just quietly go out and and just shut down his game and punish him until I I was I, I have one in my mind that sticks out is during that eight man tournament that little tank from Toronto who had a six pack might have been a 
12 pack. pack. My like God. Lego that you put on. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you had Lots. muscle that you got some extra ones put on on top or what? And I'm just like, oh, how are you going to beat that guy? And the answer was Teeps. He just teeped the shit out of him yeah. until he did not want to step one yeah. step closer to you than Break he had to. Lego bricks. Yeah. Break them. Tried. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. I and because yeah, like Jay said, you're like, oh geez, I don't know about that. And then at the end, you're like, no, no problem. Yeah, just yeah. do what you do. Uh, and you know, famous fo- quote from Muhammad Ali: "The fight is won or lost far away from witnesses, behind the lines, in the gym, and out there on the road long before I dance under those lights." Mm. And that you, was you, right? Just you had that in your washroom, didn't you? Yes, I did. Uh, when I first met you, yeah, you had that put up in your washroom, and I think. Maybe that got to me taking a piss in your apartment. I'm a little embarrassed. That that quote was important to me. I'm a little embarrassed to make sure I had word for word. I had to just look it up. But I knew (laughs) I used to know it all. (laughs) I thought you were going to say for having it in your shitter. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's where you do your best thinking. Uh, Yeah, you look up at it, right? Um, Yeah, I just, uh, that would be the big thing. Just, yeah, the, the, the silent work ethic. You know what needs to be done. And don't look too far into it. Just go get it done. You know, it's. So, and now, I guess, having watched you, because when were you, about 14, 15, when you started with him? About there, yeah. Yeah. So, I 15. mean, now, growing up into a man. I mean, I got my own kids now, and I'll, I'll see them grow up. But, I mean, you especially were kind of right at that age where I was a, an adult already, and you were a teen growing up and seeing you turn into a man that, you know, going through some trials and tribulations like everybody does, but turn into a guy who's now just a rock-solid individual you know shows up at the gym every day teaches his class loves his student loves his jobs never complains if he needs a day off he takes care of it he doesn't phone me and say oh mike uh can you uh teach for me like just takes care of his business (laughs) 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 but just you know it's there's no lynn and i talk about this now there's there's no need to worry. We're like, oh, what about kickboxing? We're like, no, never mind. They got to cover. Got this. Yeah. That's, and that's a, it's a huge relief when you're trying to do 101 other things to have some, someone who's just in, entirely competent to be Reliable. able to, to rely on and just go, don't worry about that. That's done. We'll just carry on with the other 50 things we got to think about. Right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, for sure. No, it's good. Um, where are you going, chaps? Anything else? You got one? Anything else? Student. Oh, geez, student of the podcast. Let's give our students a shout right, out. Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, my student of the podcast is Rabnor, my little tiny tiger kid. I just love his attitude. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know. Wednesday, I was a little, uh, I, had, I, I was running back and forth. I felt a little flustered. And uh, I had to teach, but he, he was already in class. And I just, uh, I just remember him going, hey. And he looked at me with a frown. And I was already like, what, kid? And I just get a thumbs up. Right. I, I needed right. that, man. Yeah, I needed right. that. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. I got a good job. Yeah. I'm not lifting heavy objects That's in the it. oil field right now. And a kid literally stops me to give me a thumbs up. It's a good day. So, Rabnor, great attitude. Great little guy. Love having him in class. Nice. Love it. I'm glad you have a happy go one because I do too. Um, I'm always getting my tiny tires to put on the game face. Like, you got to be a tiger. You got to be a lion. And we were doing animal races up and down the mats. and like, trying to get them to pick the animals and like uh i want them to crawl like a tiger or whatever like who's the king of the jungle and john's like me ah, <laughs> we stopped i gave him a high five like this is the best answer i've ever got Damn right. so little john gets my shout out little john there you go shout out to you buddy good answer who's king of the jungle <laughs> i am me damn right kid <laughs> nice 
You got one? Uh, yeah, I'm going to um, shout out to uh, Jaden Nguyen is his name. He was one of our very, very first uh, jiu-jitsu kids. We started the jiu-jitsu program in 2012. Can you believe it's been 10 Gee, years? Golly. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, remember in the other side of the, when we still have, so think back of the iterations of yeah. the school, how it's been, there was still that waiting oh, yeah. room with glass. But I went further back because of JP area. and Hunterhorn. Yes. yes. That's, that's crazy, started, right? That's where we started rolling around, but we didn't actually open it up to kids until we got to okay. the new school. Okay. So we were, because Trevor and I wanted to wait till we were blue belts until mm. we started offering it to kids to make sure we, you know, had a clue what we were talking about. Um, so there was three little guys that started, and then that family of three that joined. He's got three little brothers. Well, here's how long he's been doing it, because um, when he started, there was only two. It was J- uh, Jaden was about six, maybe, and his little brother Jet, who was four, and he and Jet was a nutball. He had an accurate name. I remember these kids. Because they were, he was just like, woo, 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 running around and you could not. But now they're like the two most uh, useful kids. Anyways, there wasn't a little brother born. Somewhere along the way, he was born. And now he's in it too, Jace. And he's like eight or something, six or eight. Jaden's 14 now. No. Nope, 15. That makes me feel old. Yeah. So, and he wants to, he came to me the other day and he said, I want to take a little break because I want to do some basketball and I want to do some other things, but I, I hope I'll be back. And I hope he does come back. Um, but I mean, that kid started the, the BJJ program and for nine plus years, almost 10 years, That's he's great. been Does he compete right and stuff there. too? Yeah. We've, he's been to lots of competitions awesome. and seminars and stuff. Think, he's a green belt. I think so again, he's not old enough to be a blue belt, right. which is probably ridiculous, right? Jeez. Right, but because he's been doing it for ten years. Right. What happens if you just slap a belt on him anyway? Are you gonna get like a well, no, black nobody, flag? Nobody cares, right? But he can't compete at an IBJJF yeah. okay. event, is all. And lots of people do that, from my understanding. They have their own belt systems within the school, and then you want to go compete. Here's the belt you need to wear. Right. 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 Makes sense. Your competition belt. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so he gets that, and hopefully he hears it and comes back and keeps going as an adult. Yeah. Take a break. You know, take a break. Every once in a while. Yep, you sure. need to. For sure. Uh, any rapid shout-outs for today? percent. Just you two gentlemen. All right. I apologize. We're doing this in my house. That's because I forgot gear. So shout-out to you chaps for <laughs> you know, breaking up your day. Making up the drive. Yeah. Not 20 um, minutes to back to my house. Shout-out to uh, Anamika and JP. They've been working hard for this tournament, and then she blew out her knee. So she didn't get to uh, compete, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But she's already back on the mats doing what she can. And, uh, yeah. Keep the jujitsu program rolling. You guys got the Muay Thai well in hand. And I'm going to start a uh, karate black belt class again. Starting tonight. Starting tonight, actually. Um, I, I taught a bunch last week. Uh, Artie came in. Artie, one of our old black belts, wanted to do some privates. So I ended up no doing way. about four hours of privates with him. And then Seth needed a night off. So I taught for her. And then you went out for a supper for with, uh, Giorgio and the boys. So I talked to them. So I taught like karate all week and I'm like, man, karate's fun. I'm going to do this more. <laughs> so I'm going to start the black belts again and, and make them kick and punch and jump around. So anybody who's out there, Hey, we have literally 350 black belt karate's people since the beginning of our inception. People like Kim and Lee and old friends of ours. And then people I can't remember. And then kids who were, 
14, 15 when they got their black belt. Right. And then they come into the gym and I'm like, hey, how's it going? You come to train? No, I brought my kid yeah, in. Yeah. Like, oh, no oh, that's, that's, that's heartbreaking. But okay. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so, you know, all of those people. Wild. Put, dust your gi off. And then we got people like Declan and Lucy who are, they bought a boat and they travel the world right. now. They're in the Mediterranean right, right now. Hey, dust your gi off, come in, punch a bag, kick a bag, have some fun, laugh. Whatever. And yeah, you're going to look like a bag of shit. Don't worry about it. Yeah, who cares? Just come have fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I, when I hit 50, I went, oh, I guess I don't have to be the baddest man in the room. I want to be, right. but unfortunately it doesn't seem to happen so much anymore. I realize how much effort is. Like, oh, <laughs> you can be the baddest. I don't care. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so, that be that sounds great. What man. time is that? No, Friday's at. We're gonna do that at five o'clock, Friday's so that anybody who wants to stick around and do some kickboxing can join you yeah, guys great. if they're awesome. able to. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out, obviously, to Kieran for making <coughs> that seminar happen. Mm. Shout out to you for covering me that night. I really appreciate that. I didn't really expect anything to happen of it. I just, uh, hey, I'll try. And then, mm-hmm. wow, there you go. So I got to hang out with the greatest of all time. Um, actually, he got to hang. Yeah, out with he got to hang out. Yeah, That's with me. you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, shout out to Lane from Arashido Edmonton just sporadically contacted me you guys watching any fights and just like that we had a uh, barn burner uh, whoa we had a proper legal government regulated absolutely thing at our gym so relax it's, uh, everybody easy. take a deep breath we <laughs> stood in the corner and looked at the wall that's right so no, that was that was good but it was cool to have a little gathering for everything we talked about that convoy thing it was just it was nice to see people I haven't seen in three years yeah. And just clink a beer bottle and say, hey, good to see you. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, shout out to my vet, looking after my cat. Got his balls chopped off wow. while on his way. Other than that, uh, it's Friday. Oh, tournament. We got tournament tomorrow. Tournament tomorrow. So we're doing it slightly different this time. We're going to run jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai first thing in the morning because there's usually enough space between them that we can have uh, them go at the same time and then uh, do all the karate starting at 1 o'clock and just run our way up. So it'll be a little bit, hopefully it'll be a little bit better organized for people. The only downside will be people who try to do both, but I mean, you can't please everybody all the time. So we do our best and uh, I think it'll be a a nice, a nice way to do it. We'll see how many people show up. The first couple were crazy big. Well, you showed me last night of the little tiny tigers, 90% of them put up their hand. They're coming. There's oh, good. Only one that didn't have his hand up. Is that up. right? Hey. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be a very good showing awesome. for the, the Muay Thai and the Jiu-Jitsu tomorrow. Awesome. Good. Which is really fun. Right. People need it, I think. People, I like, we were worried. Well, we, we didn't know what to expect that first time. Yeah. Right? And 248 people showed up throughout the day. We got everything scheduled so that you come during your time. But we had no idea. And, I, and the overwhelming sentiment was just... I want my kids to get out and do something normal. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think people are running out of patience for the idea that we can't live normally. Yes, we'll have to make some changes in our life. Mm-hmm. And yes, things will be different and whatever. But we have to start carrying on with our life. Yeah. That's how I see it. 100%. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end. Awesome. Adios. Uh, we got some uh, UFC Fight Night February 5th, UFC 271 February 12th, 1FC February 11th. Uh, quick mention of Haggerty Moncal Pet on that one. Um, but yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up. So, um, Muay Thai sure World we'll Cup in March. Coming up here, eh? What's that? Muay Thai World Cup in March. Oh, that's right. Local. That's it. So I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll have some more content here. We'll keep up hopefully with the once a week and 
Yes, yeah, saying that, hopefully we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in. See ya. J and C Mac in the house. Dynamic duo. Yeah, man. This is what we do. This is what we know. I can punch you out. I can kick you down. But if you this my podcast, you know I will knock you out. Talking all things, fighting like a dream that never ends.